Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and today I'll be taking you on a culinary journey through the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the support of an awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. It has been a long time ago and a galaxy far, far away since the last time we've had an episode of the Disney Dining Show, and I sincerely apologize for it, but things have been insane, and I don't mean that lightly at all. It has been a whirlwind that is all based around Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And first it started with uh, myself and Denny Sunderly having the opportunity to get to do a media voyage of the brand new experience at Walt Disney World. And then we had about a day and a half to get everything together and and launch all of our footage and stories and everything we had going with it. So that was an insane week. Missed the show then. And then the following week, I was on vacation. And well, I think that leads us up to this point. So here we are. And yeah, it's it's been crazy. And I apologize for those who like to listen in real time week after week. Uh, but yeah, it's if you're listening to this in the future, I guess it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But this week, you know, you might have heard me say that I am taking you on a culinary journey through the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser or whatever wording I used. And that's because this one is just dedicated to Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And I just said that, hey, Denny and I were on a media voyage for it, but we were on a media voyage that Disney did pay for. You know, they didn't pay us to go, but they did pay for our cabin and gave us the opportunity to have the experience. So for that reason, you will not hear any reviews from Denny or I because our Diz policy is if if we didn't pay for it, then we don't get to review it. And we obviously didn't pay for it. So we don't get to review it in this circumstance. But a week after our voyage, Rhino and Fiasco were on the first official voyage for guests as paying guests. So all of our reviews are going to come courtesy of them. We have a dinner review. We have a breakfast review. We have a lunch review. And we have a snack review from the Sublight Lounge, the bar that is on board. And I... I'll be honest, I have not paid attention to the, any of their reviews yet, so some of what I talk about leading into this might be repeated and everything that they have to say, but I'm just going to get it all out of the way just in case, because I don't want to leave any stone unturned with this. And obviously, if you don't want any spoilers for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, I would actually just turn this episode off completely and save it for a later time just because you know you don't want to you don't want even something as simple as food to ruin an upcoming voyage for you but for everyone else i i truly hope you enjoy it and i do want to make a disclaimer i said that rhino and fiasco were there as paying guests and that is true however they were paying guests in the sense that Dreams Unlimited Travel paid for their cabin on the voyage. So this money did not come out of Rhino's pockets or Fiasco's pockets. This was paid for by the company we work for, Dreams Unlimited Travel. So with that being said, understand that there is bias involved in this review because they did not actually front their money Actually, of all the dining reviews we do, hotel reviews, everything we do, we have bias involved in all of them because we actually don't pay out of our pockets for it. We do, but then Dreams Unlimited Travel does reimburse us for them. So, yeah, you can look at a lot of our stuff and be like, well, I, I mean, it's hard for you to actually truly review it and make recommendations when you're not willing to put your money on the line with it. And I I get that aspect from it. I wish that I made enough money that I didn't have to reimburse anything back into the company at all. But that's just not the case for me. I, I have to take advantage of those company reimbursements to be able to dine and do the things that we do. 
So that's that's a big caveat on it. And I will say, despite the fact that we have that bias going into it, uh, we are completely honest when we are reviewing stuff that is paid for by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, the company of Dreams Unlimited Travel and the Diz has always prided themselves on being honest because it's what will help you plan the best vacation. And that's what matters most. It's the same way as Dreams Unlimited travel agents trying to find the best deal possible for you, not find the most extravagant vacation that they can find for you. So that way they get a better commission. No, that's, that's not how it works. If, if they're able to save you hundreds or thousands of dollars, you know what? you're going to you're going to be a lot happier in the long run and then you'll probably come back to us again and that's the exact same mantra with our dining reviews and anything we do review that if we tell you the brutal honest truth even when it's very harsh and seems overly negative I don't think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of doubt that we are being truthful with what we're saying and that's not to say that if you know, we were able to review the stuff that Disney gave to us that we wouldn't also be brutally honest with it. I personally can say I would 1000%, but there is a lot of mistrust from a lot of people in the public sphere. And I don't know why I'm saying it like this. It makes me sound like a politician or something, which I'm absolutely not. But you know, I, I look at social media. There are a lot of people who instantly say, hey, Disney paid for you to be there. You didn't pay any money. You are just a show for Disney and you will say whatever keeps you in their good graces and on their media list. And so you won't actually tell the truth because you're afraid to get left out. Uh, the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel have been telling the truth for Years and years and years and years, and that has not impacted our standing since I've been around. I can't say what happened before I was around, but since I've been around, I have always been honest, and our partners at Disney have always respected us for it. So, yeah, we're we're not afraid to tell the truth, but from a public standpoint, everyone's going to constantly question us if we review something that Disney paid for. Even if you know we're saying we're being completely honest, it's still going to get put under question. So for that reason, it's just easier to report on the stuff that Disney gives us, you know, straight facts like like one aspect of journalism should be. Not everything should be uh, subjective and opinionated in journalism. And I'm not even sitting here calling us journalists. I, I don't call myself a journalist. I've gone to school for it and I still don't even call myself one. It's it's just not what I am. It's not what I do, but that doesn't mean I can't apply some of the ethics and standards of journalism to what I do. And part of that, yeah, is objective reporting on just the facts. And that's what I try to do, at least with my coverage of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser and anytime Disney pays for something and Granted, I know I have maybe once or twice slipped up and reviewed something that Disney paid for, not really thinking about it in the moment, but I think that's kind of few and far between. But I'm sorry for going on that long tear. I am sure it wasn't necessary at all, but I feel like I needed to make that statement clear just because we've been getting a lot of questions on it through our YouTube channels that can you trust anything we say because we don't pay for it out of our pockets? It, yeah, I hope you still can trust us. I hope you've been listening or watching long enough that you feel like you can trust us. And if you can't, I, I totally understand. I get it. There are there are a lot of podcasters out there and a lot of vloggers on YouTube that they do pay for every single thing. And that's, you know, that's very admirable. And a lot of times it's their own business. So that's that's why they're the ones who pay the same way that Pete and John as the owners of uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel and Pete as the owner of the Diz, you know, he when he goes out and does something, he truly is the one he is footing the bill and it impacts his finances directly because of it. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to also gauge it too. You know, if Pete, Peter John is reviewing something, you know, you're, you're definitely getting that extra sense of realism involved because if they don't like something, they, they did put their money where their mouths are with it, where we don't always do that. But I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up and figure out what I'm trying to say with it. But ultimately, I, I still think there's a lot of value in the reviews that we do. And I hope, I hope 
everyone out there gets that value in it too. And, you know, there's always going to be bias issues, no matter what you bring into any review with dining ones. It's maybe I don't like this style of food. Maybe I'm, I was in a bad mood going into it. I wasn't very hungry. And that led me to take a couple bites and be like, I don't, I don't want any more of it. There's always going to be biases and in it. So just, just, you know, at the end of the day, trust yourselves. And I know that that's a weird thing to say from a reviewer's perspective, but ultimately, even even when it comes to you sitting down, having a meal, if you're also bringing a bias to it too, then one meal that you had that you might've loved before might be all of a sudden terrible now. And it's just things, things change. Everything is so subjective with dining that, you know, the best, the best person you can trust is yourself and knowing what you like. And hopefully we're able to just help a little bit along the way too. But Okay, back on track, back to Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, and let me go through the details first, and I'm going to set it up, and you're not going to hear from me again until the end, but as I mentioned, we have a dinner review, lunch review, and breakfast review, and then a snack review. And these are all kind of lumped together because the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser happens in a very unique nature. It is, uh, it's basically once you get there, there is a lunch buffet happening. And then on the second day, you have the option of doing a lunch buffet, or you can dine on Batu in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, or you can do both. You can get your free meal at Docking Bay 7, or I think Ronto Roasters, while you're on Batu, and then you can get back on the Halcyon, and you can also have the lunch buffet, but that's your lunch. So we push that together into one review to review all the lunch buffet options, and they do vary by each day, so it's not just a complete replica menu on day one and day two. And same thing goes with the breakfast. Uh, breakfast is served as a buffet. It's not the exact same menu items on the second day. Obviously, you're not there in time for breakfast on the first day uh, because check-in is anywhere between like 1 and 4 on day one, and check-out is leave by 10 a.m. on your final day. Day three is what we would call it. So you have breakfast in uh, on day two and then on day three. And then you have dinner served on obviously day one and day two. And it's two complete different meals. They are both served family style. So you're not having to make hard decisions about picking and choosing from menu. Maybe that changes in the future. Who knows? But as of right now, it's family style and it is uh, served out in multiple courses with entertainment happening while it's all happening. So that is that is the breakdown of how the meals happen. And they all happen in the Crown of Corellia dining room. That is the only place you are getting breakfast, lunch, or dinner. But there is a snack review in this, too, because Sublight Lounge, the bar on board, has actual snacks that you can get to a pretty big menu. I want to say it's like eight items. And these are these are like bar food items. There's a little pizza involved there. Uh, there's some chips with a dipping sauce and other other little snack appetizers like that. And uh, a cheese, a cheese board with some crackers involved, too. So uh, that is available for you. And again, that is like I didn't actually mention it, but all the meals are included with the price of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And this does include the snacks and in the sublight lounge the only thing you have to pay for are uh, mocktails and then alcohol and beyond that you don't have to pay for anything all the food is right there built into the cost of your star wars galactic star cruiser vacation and then there's also a little snack bar that they have set up in the atrium that has like popcorn and trail mix and parmesan crisps uh, fruit things like that but i don't believe the guys bothered to review those probably because they're just too busy doing everything else which is understandable but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get to their reviews. I'm not even sure which order I'm putting this in because I recorded this way before all of those reviews came out. So they're just going to get shoved in together and hopefully it all makes sense. But with that being said, here is Fiasco and Rhino reviewing the food on board the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Hello, everybody. Fiasco here from 
the Halcyon Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser here at the Crown of Cornelia Dining Room, which is where we're going to have pretty much all of our meals here during our voyage. And what this video is going to be is a collection of all of our lunch experiences here on the Star Cruiser. I'm here right now on the very first day and I just enjoyed our first meal on here. And I'm gonna share that with you, let you know how it was. And then Rhino's also gonna pop in and share his opinions in a bit as well. So Crown of Corellia, I hope I'm saying that right. Lunch number one. Uh, this is an all you care to eat buffet. And there's a variety of options. I went straight for the roasted flora which was a plant-based option, but I didn't just get plant-based, I got a variety here. I also got the curry dipped yip chicken. I got the mushroom salad, and I got two of the desserts, the, the cocoa whip, as well as the bantha fruit mousse thing, the pretty purple mousse thing. Um, all very Star Wars themed food items and my thoughts. So you're not gonna go hungry with this because of course you can just come back as much as you want, get as much food as you want, and you have quite a lot of time to do so. Um, Check-in at the, uh, the Starship here was at 1 p.m. So that's when they started to let everybody in. Now I will say I got here about an hour and a half early and the queue did start to form a nice sizable line outside of the Star Cruiser. Because I was one of the first people to get here, I was able to get in right at one o'clock. But if you did arrive more around 12.50 or right at one o'clock, you might have a little bit of lag actually getting in. But I got right in at one and I have so much time till the ship muster at four. I have three hours um, before I really have to be anywhere to see something major in this story unfold. So you can really take your time and, and enjoy and enjoy your food and enjoy the atmosphere, which is what I'm doing. Now the roasted flora I thought was fantastic. I'm definitely gonna go back and get that, get some more of that. Uh, the caramelized onions on there were delicious. Um, the curry dipped chicken little uh, pod thing, um, while it's themed very well, is not something I was super into. Um, I was hoping it was going to be warm, but then surprised it was like a cold salad type pod. I wished I wished it was warm. And 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 cold dishes were a, a theme throughout the items I chose. I'm going to have to head back and try one of the warm items too. But it, but basically all the items I just tried and just overlaid in front of you were served cold. Um, the mushroom and kale salad was quite good too. Not enough for me to go back for seconds, like the roasted flora, but it was it was pretty good. And I devoured both both of the desserts. Um, the cocoa whip was my favorite, and it's a very small portion, um, so I will definitely be getting myself another one of those because I guess I could just infinitely eat these till about three o'clock. Um, which I won't do because I want to save room for dinner. I'm sure dinner is going to be awesome. You know, there's a dinner show tomorrow night, I believe, um, where lunch is more of like this self-serve buffet type deal. But I'm going to go back, get a few more things, and then check back with you. And Rhino will check back with you as well. See you in a minute. So just got my stew to satisfy the wanting of a hot item. Um, and I thought it was just fine. It had a nice spicy kick to it. But the little um, little crawfish guy in there, uh, peeking his little head out, was a little too small to even break apart and get the meat out of him well. Um, it's worth noting that inside of the soup itself were a few more other little baby pieces of crawfish, so you were still getting some some seafood in there. Just the main the main guy right there was uh, was pretty difficult to eat. Um, all in all here for this first lunch, I really enjoyed the vegan options. Uh, I really enjoyed the desserts. And as far as the curry chicken pod and the stew goes, I could really take it or leave it for those two.
I have returned from my excursion to Batu, and I am hungry. Now, on Batu, um, you do get a quick service meal, and uh, you can use it in uh, Docking Bay 7 or uh, at uh, various other locations in the park as well. But why would you leave and go to those parts of the park? But in Docking Bay 7, you are entitled to an entree and an alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverage, or you can substitute and add in a uh, dessert if you'd like. I went with... Um, to, I went with the uh, the Gold Squadron uh, beer that was there, and the under the advice of the uh, cast member, I went with the I can't remember the name of it. It is uh, the surly the surly Surlac. I was like I was like Surlac. It's it's one of those tongue twister ones. But I'm here now. I didn't really eat my food. I just brought it because you can do it in to go. So I put it in the refrigerator. I thought it'd be great for lunch tomorrow on, on, uh, when we're departing. Um, I'm just going to take a bag of food with me, I've decided, because it's all been so good. So I'm here in Crown of Corellia for their uh, lunch buffet. I've tried a bite of everything. I'm going to say the one thing that I don't love, and it's not because it's not good, it's just because I don't really eat meat on the bone that often, is the Cadu rib bites. I thought it was pork belly, so I just shoved the whole piece in my mouth, and I was like, well, now I have bone in my mouth. So that was on me, though. I think it actually is a pretty, like, in terms of flavor profile, it's all there. I just immediately um, crossed myself out because I bit into the bone. And then... Um, I thought the real surprise here of the, all everything I had, which I thought was going to be like the most um, boring, was this one. It was blue focaccia and sausage takeaway with a red fruit jam and a ahi aioli. It's A J I. Um, I didn't read. I just grabbed. And so it's like brown on the outside and it was purple on the inside. And actually I was like, Oh, this is, it was so good. It was, it was just like it, the, the aioli had a little bit of like a spice to it, or it might've been the sausage, but Oh my gosh. So delicious. Um, I thought the Bantha beef and two bar, um, it's like a, a flatbread that has pickled onions, vinegar, herb sauce, and uh, cotilla cheese, which I really like. Um, I thought that was good. The one that surprised me, too, was this sweet tuber with spicy batu curry because it comes with, like, a um, granola bar. And you, like, dip the granola bar because I'm not usually, like, a big... I'm not a soup guy. I'm not a soup guy. Unless it's ramen. But it's like a... You, you bite it and, like, with the granola bar, with the thing all together, it's like, I don't know who thought of this, but what an interesting idea. I love that. Um, and then, um, what next? What do we have next here? I had, um, of the two desserts, there was a salted caramel chocolate cake, which I thought was pretty dense, but it was good. The cream of yogan. I thought it was going to be like the dessert last night because it kind of looked similar and I thought it was the same thing. But, oh my gosh, this dessert was so good. I was like, should I just go get like five more? It's fine. Um, and then, I, really, I liked all the options. Um, the burrata was weird because the tomato chutney underneath of it was like, I thought it was going to be solid and it was really just like, this is sauce. <laughs> and, and so I thought that was a little bizarre because the burrata was delicious but it didn't really have anything to kind of pair with it i mean i guess you had the 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 small tomatoes and stuff but it was almost like a deconstructed um uh what the salad that has the tomato the bur the mozzarella and the balsamic and i just can't for the life of me remember what it's called right now like a fool like a gee darn fool the marinated seared tofu. I enjoyed the tofu, but it had olives in the stuff underneath. And Mama don't like olives. Uh, the tamarind glazed burra fish was actually really good as well. I wasn't feeling fish today, but I took one bite of this with like the quinoa that was underneath the crispy um, chickpeas. Very good. Very good. Highly recommend everything. Okay, so for lunch day two, I got the glazed burra fish. Uh, the salted chocolate cake and the cucumber garden veggies. Um, I also got the red fruit burrata, um, which I will try the red fruit part of it right now and skip the burrata part of it, but I haven't, haven't even had this yet. Didn't like that. Um, but I did like the salted chocolate cake. And I did like 
the whitefish, the um, what was it called? I'm trying to remember all the space names. It's it's either cod or halibut. Doing my best to remember all the space names, but it's difficult. Um, like the cake, like the white fish, and it's worth noting this is obviously a different lunch than was served on day one. Also on day two, you didn't necessarily have to eat in the Crown of Cor- uh, Cornelia dining room. You were given credits as well to eat at Docking Bay 7 in Batu. Okay, that's going to do it for our day one and day two lunch coverage of the Crown of Corellia. Hello, everybody. Fiasco back again from the Crown of Corellia dining room on board the Hallison Star Wars Halcyon. Galactic Star Cruiser. As a rhino corrects me, Halcyon. He's obviously here right next to me right now. And we are now going to review the two nights of dinner here at the Crown of Corellia. Uh, I have just, spoilers ahead, I have just uh, ate a little bit of the appetizers and they're pretty damn good. Okay, so they start you with what they call course one, which is the bento experience, which is served in this cute little picnic basket sort of thing that comes with uh, separate little um, like containers that have all the stuff in it. It's it's adorable. You get um, three of these um, c- dumplings. If you're if you're familiar with the bao buns in Pandora or bao in general, because you're not a monster and you've tried other food out in the world. Um, it's it's basically three different colored bows made three different way. There's a tip-yip chicken, which is made with sweet and sour shredded chicken. There's bantha beef, my nickname in school. With, that's with braised teriyaki beef. And then there's the flora vegetables with potatoes and curry. And it comes with these dipping sauces. There's four of them. There's a kadu cream, which is sweet and creamy. There's the Melanese curry, which is a yogurt dip. There's the Batu spice, which is a spicy aromatic condiment. And then the barbecue-style gochujang lace sauce. Um, and then it, we also got a, a flora noodle salad, which was a chilled salad with yellow beets, daikon, onion, carrots, and white miso vinaigrette. It's a very pickled kind of flavor thing. It's just a nice palate cleanser, I feel like, the salad. Uh but I don't know about you, but I enjoyed every single one of these dumplings. Um, I don't think I could actually pick a favorite. And I think the sauces are all really good, too. And there's one, there's one that has the, um, the, the jalapeno on it. And that one is spicy. And you know what? I love it. I love every second of it. And I am here for it. Um, yeah. I'm very happy. So, thus far. All right, so night one dinner. It's worth mentioning that we don't personally get to choose our dinner slot. It's it's put into our itinerary and planned for us. Um, also, with that being said, this is also going to be a dinner show. So uh, at some point in this conversation, I will be cutting in part of that show. It's a 40-minute show. So obviously, I'm not going to include the entire thing here. But um, we have that content floating around on, on one of our various channels. But I will, I will splice some of that in here. So the first course was really good. Um, like Rhino mentioned, the, the different dipping sauces, the, uh, the Batu spice, that was the spicy one. That was ridiculously good. And I also liked the barbecue style one. Those two are my favorite. I did not uh, try the Kata cream. It's not really like up my alley, I don't think. It's, it's, um, like, um, it's like a spicy mayo. Yeah, I'm not a huge mayo person. Uh, I'll, I, yeah, not my cup of tea. Um, the slaw, the, the flora vegetables served cold were delicious as well. My favorite dumpling is tough. Uh, they were all three really good, but probably the tip yip chicken was my, was my winner. Um, it's also worth mentioning if you're watching this and you're just unaware where we are exactly, uh, we're on the Star Cruiser. This is a experience. It's uh, three days and two nights, and it is um, approximately five to six thousand dollars, depending on your party. And you cannot just come eat at this restaurant. The only people able to eat here are the people staying here. So, 
The price to entry and enjoy this meal is quite hefty. However, with that being said, it's been delicious so far. All right, we just had our main course and I need to loosen up my belt. I, I ate a lot um, and that's because everything was so insanely good. So uh, that second course consisted of the main item being the Bantha beef tenderloin uh, that's glazed with crushed moon rock potatoes. That's tamarind glazed with crushed moon rock potatoes. Uh, it also came with stewed shrimp with lo lemongrass, lobster cream, and coconut lime foam. Tip yip chicken that's bourbon glazed with red peppers and sesame seeds. Green herbed fluffy rice and cerebat spiced flora. Uh, I mentioned this on the main vlog that Rhino was recording. I wish that one day this restaurant can be accessed not just by um, people staying here, but I feel like as long as the experience remains this way, there's really no way that could ever happen. But I need to come back here. Um, granted, like I'm not going to just spend five, six thousand dollars to book the room, book the experience just because I'm craving this restaurant, but I know I'm going to be craving this restaurant all the time. Um, not only was the first course amazing, a slam dunk, so good, the second course far surpassed it. The Bantha Beef Tenderloin um, would be what I would consider one of the best steaks I've had on property. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the best, but it is one of the best. It was unbelievable. The flavor, the tenderness was unbelievable. It was prepared medium. Um, and the seasoning was just, it was perfect. Uh, the shrimp also tender, perfect, soaked up in that sauce. And it was, that with the rice was also an amazing compliment. Um, the tip yik chicken uh, with that, that bourbon sauce and the sesame seeds, uh, that could be, you know, a standalone entree on its own. If the, the amazing filet didn't even show up and I just got that chicken, I would still be happy. But the fact that I got both of them, this is a really, really good dinner. Uh, I, I hope we see some repeats in night two. I believe our dinner entertainment is about to start, but uh, real quick, I agree with Fiasco. Every single thing on this menu was delicious. I am not a big, like, I, I, the, the stewed shrimp with lemongrass, lobster cream, and coconut lime foam. I'm not a big lobster or shrimp person. It was delicious. The, the tip-yip chicken, my gosh, it was all good. And again, I don't eat a lot of red meat, but you're right. That, that Bantha beef tenderloin, they finally named a dish after me. And it's delicious. And I, it's one of those things where I'm like, I want to keep eating what's in front of me, but I also want to enjoy dessert. And there's like snacks upstairs later. And I'm like, what? I can like wear an extra layer tomorrow. It's fine. I'll cover up my little food, baby. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Put the rest of the tip yip in your purse. I'll put the tip yip in your purse. That's what she said. Yeah, I know, right? Like, girl. On my pants. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. I'll yeah. pick it up. Okay. <laughs> well, 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 this is why I always carry with me a state stick. <laughs> so I have one in my room. I'm just going to scoot on over to my room real quick and get there. But don't worry, there's one piece of chicken. The rest is in my shoe. <laughs> oh my god, it's like legit in my shoe. Piece one in my shoe. For dessert, we had some yogurt fruit and caramel whip with yuzu passion fruit and cardella jelly. It was delicious. It reminded me a lot of the um, the dessert that's on Pandora. Sort of a, a shiny uh, fluff ball of uh, deliciousness. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was looked both beautiful and tasted delicious with a lot of those fun like tropical flavors. I love yuzu. So I'm a, I'm a fan whenever they add that into stuff. And then we got a little extra dessert that was like these little caramel things, but... We got a note slipped in underneath. So the mission continues. It says one of three. We're going to need to collect the rest of these to see what happens. So uh, so that's that's important. But I got to say, everything I had here, absolutely fantastic. I have not a single complaint about anything other than the stains on my pants right now. 
I thought that Gaia was phenomenal. I hope they put out that music on a streaming service because I would love to listen to it. And I I thought this whole thing was just... I'm sitting here wishing... I wish this is what Galaxy's Edge was like. And I just thought it was... uh, I thought it was really well done. So yeah, like Rhino mentions, literally everything we ate was a slam dunk dessert. No exception. Um, I'm going to try to keep this brief because right after this we have to run and go do something else just because the nature of how the story unfolds during this experience is just so much to do. Um, but as you saw uh, before we talked about dessert um, clipped in, there was a whole story that unfolded during this dinner. This wasn't just a dinner show. It was like an entire like little little story that just evolved in front of our eyes between stormtroopers interfering with the show to Chewbacca being smuggled in and then arrested. It was crazy. It was so cool. Um, so far, it's been almost our full first day here on the Star Cruiser. Without a doubt, this dinner has been the standout, the highlight for me. This has been the best part of it so far. And now I'm excited to see what tasting around the galaxy really means. So let's go head in. And tonight, in honor of our special guest wine, my honor to mention, our chef has prepared your favorite dish. Exactly, Felucia's blue shrimp. Which guests their color by feeding on blue algae. Ready yourselves as we present Felucia. Night two of the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser uh, dining experience here at Crown of Corellia. Um, they're doing a taste around the galaxy. For me, they did... Uh, so essentially, it's four courses. Um, for me, the bread service. The Mustafarian spreads and breads, which had assorted breads with pima cheese, dried red fruit spread, apricot relish, and a roasted chandro dip. I liked the breads and everything that was on it. I thought the pima cheese or whatever like i think it's supposed to be like pimento but it's pimento cheese i don't know um that was really good really like light and fluffy it was like almost like a whipped cream um i did not care for the dried red fruit spread there was just something like weird that did not agree with me uh i also don't really love apricot relic like i don't like um i don't like doing like jams and jellies with breads unless it's for onion toast for breakfast um, but the roasted chandro dip was really good. Then we got the infamous blue shrimp, which is technically the ice Felucian shrimp cocktail. Here we are, travelers, all the way from Felucia. Mm. I do present our iced Felucian shrimp. That is served with a bit of red ball jungle sauce and ocean weed. My Please goodness. enjoy. Thank you. My honor. Those are big. Hello. <laughs> oh no, yeah. <laughs> I loved this dish uh, wholeheartedly. It said, um, came with red ball, jungle cocktail sauce, pickled mushrooms, and ocean weed, which is, uh, you know, a seaweed salad. And there was like a little bit of a spring mix there too. Um, I would, honestly, I would have uh, had a whole meal just eating out of this because it was just like, the shrimp was so good. It was just, I, I like that it was chilled. I, I, the presentation was absolutely gorgeous. And our server told us that the plate was a $300 plate because they're all handmade. So she was like, if I break it, you won't see me again. But um, then there, tonight there were two entrees, and then you could order a third on request. All right, folks, how was everything? Textures and flavors, very familiar, as I mentioned. Yeah? All right. Really good. All right, for our last savory course, we jump to hyperspace and head to the mid rim territories and land on the Wookiee planet of Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk uh, is known for its thick jungles, abundant vegetation, and temperate climate. For the two entrees we'll be serving you, you'll have the seared burro and the braised bamba. Both dishes are accompanied by the planet's seasonal flora, giving each dish perfect balance of flavors and textures. Our course is set for Kashyyyk. Travelers all the way from Kashyyyk. I do present our braised bamfa with a fig fruit demi-gloss and a napkin. 
There we are. <laughs> All right. And then over here we have our seared kashik white fish known as burra. That's on a green pod puree and served with a yellow fruit butter sauce. Please explore and enjoy and our tippy up will be out shortly. Perfect. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Absolutely my honor. Um, but uh, we, the braised bantha beef short rib, I am not a big um, short rib person, uh, but I will say this beef short rib was cooked beautifully. It had this rich, it says a rich fig fruit demi-glaze glaze, uh, tuber turmeric puree with nightshade flora. Um, yeah, I don't really know what it was on top of or anything like that, but it was all it was all really good. Um, and again, beautiful presentation with everything. I thought the seared uh, kashik whitefish was uh, absolutely like a top notch dish. Like if this was a restaurant I could revisit, I would get this again. It came on top of a green pod puree with jeka seed, corn seed relish, and yellow fruit buttercream. I don't know what most of those things are, but it just combined to make like a really good texture with like really good flavor that I felt like it wasn't like overpowering it didn't feel like super indulgent even with that like cream that you could pour on top so I really liked it and then we got the tip yep of course with the herbed porridge roasted flora and red onion vinaigrette um, I thought this was good I think this is an option for like allergy people maybe or people that just don't like I don't know. I mean, it's beef, fish, and chicken. So it's the three things. It's interesting that they don't just bring it out, but um, it's the first time I've had tip yip that wasn't fried. Uh, the chicken was cooked perfectly. It was uh, it was a little bit of a um, kind of just a safe bet for anybody, I think. But it was just, again, presentation beautiful. Everything was fresh and delicious. I loved it. I can't wait to see what happens with dessert. I am going to miss this dining room. All right night two and I'm going to wear my hood on for the first time during this uh, this adventure so night two um, Gaia is not performing like I mentioned in the intro but that doesn't mean that there is no show as I feel like something might be happening right now maybe not I'll keep talking until it's more apparent but um, the waiter is all coming out with the items and explaining what planet they're from uh, before the next course begins. Um, sounds like this kind of happened, and then the chef will actually come out from the kitchen and explain this is what's coming out next, and all the servers together walk in a line to the tables and bring the next course that way. But it doesn't look like that's happening right now. I, it sounds like it is, but it's not. I'll overlay right now what that exactly looks like. Now, as far as the food goes, like Rhino mentioned, the first thing we got was the bread service. Um, I liked the, the it was like a black or purplish bread. That one was my favorite. Um, my favorite dip was probably the sweet one. It was the yellow one. It kind of was like a, like a sweet salsa. Um, I normally love shrimp, but not cold shrimp. This was a really good cold shrimp cocktail, though, uh, for the second course. And I did overhear her mentioning at the other table that there wa it wasn't artificially colored. It was just brined a certain way to give it that blue color. Um, and it was super tender. Usually, uh, well, not usually, but one of the things I don't really love about uh, cocktail shrimp is... Sometimes they're kind of tough. This was perfectly tender, um, just like a cooked jumbo shrimp would be. For the entree, um, the fish was really good. I, I'm a big fan of whitefish. I, I think it was either haddock or cod. But uh, the braised beef short rib was the winner for me. It was super tender. That glaze that it came with was delicious. And that's going to about do it for the courses that we've done so far. But we're still going to come back and check in with dessert in a minute. Begin 
with the sense of smell. Lewis and Z are distributing to you the essence of the yoga scent. Close your eyes and allow the scent to awaken your taste buds. Now you head to your sense of taste. We present to you the delicate Chaco Air Cake. This dessert blends the tart of the yogin fruit with the jelly of the tarotine pod. Allow yourself to indulge in this multi-sensory experience. Representing the heights of luxury, we give you Chandra-la. my beloved Shamdrilla. I do present our Shamdrilla air cake with flavors of yogurt fruit and tara tea. And that is in the shape of our beloved CSL logo. Hope it's not too pretty to eat. Please enjoy. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. Okay, the dessert, the Shalandrian cake. Uh, sh Shandrillin cake, because it's from Shandrilla. My, I don't know all the words. I feel like I hear, keep hearing it pronounced differently. But anyway, the dessert here, it's chocolate cream of Jorgen fruit, which Jorgen fruit is like my new favorite thing because it was in whatever that is. It's been in some of my favorite dishes here this whole time. And then it had teratique fruit jelly, which was interesting. It was all, it was good. It was beautifully plated. I loved how it like had some glitter on it. They, the edible glitter budget in this, this like whole experience must be uh, off the chain. Like, but, um, no, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I still think my favorite dessert I've had this whole time was probably one I had for lunch. But um, this was a really good a really good one. I thought it was very fitting of the, of the entire meal. I, in fact, I thought this entire, the Taste Around the Galaxy meal was, was delicious and distinctly different from what we had yesterday which I thought was going to be a little challenging for them to do. So I just got to say, bravo, like the Star Wars food, it's just, it's out of this world. <laughs> All right. So yes, the cake, even though we kind of had to do a chew and screw so we could go see the lightsaber fight, we've actually since returned to come talk about the cake because there was a little dessert party and music show afterwards. Um, but it was so good. All in all, the taste of the galaxy, like, like Rhino mentioned, were, was amazing. Everything I loved. Um, the highlight for me is going to be the Bantha beef short rib. That was by far my favorite. And then also comparing uh, night one from night two, I felt like the night one dinner was the more spectacular dinner um, when it comes to not just like the the show, the performance, but also the food. Both were great, but night one has to take the cake for me. That's I'm going to be thinking about what we ate on the first part of this review for months to come. Um, I really am just hoping that some of these items make an appearance somewhere more accessible. Because like I mentioned at the beginning of this video, you can only eat these things here in this restaurant. You can only come to this restaurant if you stay in the rooms, um, which when you break it down, five to $6,000, really, really hope maybe like during some sort of menu rotation, they'll maybe some of these items will make an appearance somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe not. I can only hope. Um, but that is going to do it for our dinner coverage of the crown of Corellia dining room. Hello, everybody. Fiasco back again, this time from the studio, because we just concluded our voyage on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Halcyon. And if you noticed over on the channel we're on right now, the Disney Dining Channel, we have posted our reviews of both dinner and lunch. But breakfast, we were not able to record our impressions on site. So we are going to tell you what we thought of both day two and day three of breakfast right here, right now. But here we are today, and I am joined by my co-pilot for that voyage, Mr. Rhino. Hello. And so, yeah, breakfast. 
We're going to go over in the first day that you get there, there is no breakfast because you get there right around lunchtime. But day two, you're going to have quite the spread. Um, what you're going to be able to look at is a compressed fruit plate, your basic scrambled eggs, sausage, uh, not a Mickey waffle, but a waffle with the Star Cruiser symbol on it. They have a pastry board, a palm fruit yogurt. It's like blue yogurt with some fruit in it. Uh, you're going to have a green pearberry toast, which we have come to find out was actually avocado toast and neither it looks very spacey and neither of us knew exactly what it was so we didn't try it in the moment but craig and denny, denny informed us later on what it was um and then yeah rolled omelet uh, a kale porridge a um a whipped egg and a crispy tuber waffle that was day one that was all the day one items me personally uh Varying away from cheese dishes because I do not do cheese. Um, I had a more basic breakfast. I had the space fruit, which was like just watermelon. Mel- it was melons with the little uh, purple fruit on it to make it look spacey, as well as like your basic breakfast options, waffles, eggs, sausage. And I thought it was quite good. And uh, it is worth noting, this is all you can eat. You can go back as much as you want, as long as the cafeteria is open and um, just keep repeating the same item so even if you are restricted to just a few things you can go back and eat as much of those things as you want but uh rhino breakfast number one any standouts for you um yes the uh first breakfast i feel like i had um i really enjoyed um kind of all the food but um let me see here I thought the kale porridge was delicious. That was the sausage gravy with the egg worms. That is a vegan option, I do believe. Um, I thought that was really tasty. I didn't know what I was going to think about it because it has a very jiggly um, texture, but there was like a something underneath of it. It was that sausage gravy that was uh, really good, and I really enjoyed it. And then um, I also like the crispy tuber waffle. Um, and that was like the potato with the cheddar egg and then like a little bacon apple fruit thing on top. And I thought that was, uh, really tasty as well. I enjoyed that. And I really, I know it's super basic, but they had muffins out every day. These like th- trio of sweet cakes that, um, that was like, uh, it was like a blueberry muffin that had like a purple top. And then there was another one that was kind of like a doughboy that had just been like flash fried with like, uh, sugar on it. And then there was like a croissant type one that had like a little jelly in the middle of it. And I just, I loved that one so much. Um, and it came with a blue bantha butter, which I for some reason thought was like peanut butter. So I just straight up scooped it and tried to eat it. And I was like, this is butter. Um, but yeah, I, um, I enjoyed all of those things. I'm very glad I skipped that butter one because um, I probably would have done the same thing. But it also is worth mentioning that here at breakfast and honestly throughout the entire voyage, um, blue and green milk are both available. Of course, at breakfast, you're going to have coffee, both caffeinated and not caffeinated. And then you'll have a variety of juices and, of course, water. But with that, we move on to day two or not day two, but day three, day two of breakfast. And we're going to have some repeat items, some things that you're going to see on that day that were also there the day before. And that includes the waffles, those waffles with the, the halcyon symbol on it. Uh, you're also going to have your uh, fruit plate. You're going to have your sausage and you're going to have your scrambled eggs. But then you're also going to get a few new items as well. Um, oh, you're also going to have the yogurt again too. But your new items, you're going to get the breakfast meat pie, which is like a cheesy breakfast pizza. Not for me, but I know Rhino ate that one. Oh, yes. I I, enjoy, I, I will always eat a breakfast pizza. I'm, um, I feel like I was a fan of it. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. But uh, for me, day two standout was the uh, was the again, they did the the um, crispy tuber waffle. But this time it was like separated and it was like the uh the potato it looked like a waffle but it was a hash brown and i loved it and i thought like it was so good in the way they did the bacon the second day where it was like a sheet of bacon i thought it was just so it was delicious and again i love those i love those muffins get those muffins yeah the uh the deconstructed tuber waffle looked looked good i was afraid when i looked at it if there was going to be uh cheese in the egg was there cheese in the egg uh there is cheddar on the top i believe yes 
That's what gets me. And then there was the spice boba tie, which um, I also figured was probably like a cheese omelet. But we've come to find out that this was actually the vegan option. It's a, it's even a fake egg with just the uh, the tomato jam and such. Um, so that is actually the vegan option. Um, and then the last item, the last item that was unique on the final day of breakfast was the meteor egg. And yeah, that was yeah. Uh, the it was like a Scotch egg that was done with like uh, uh like a cake batter, and oh my gosh, this was so good. It had this like aioli underneath of it that I would recommend you ask for extra of. But I feel like that was also a favorite of mine. That was like super delicious. And yeah, I mean, so unfortunately, I wasn't. I didn't try a lot of the space looking items on breakfast because it was very cheese centric. Um, I, you know, I am allergic to dairy and i do make exceptions with certain things like ice cream because it just tastes so good although lately i've i've found a lot of oat milk ice creams that are just as good um but but i don't not no exception for cheese um so i I was limited to just a few of the items at the breakfast buffet the more basic items you know your your uh sausage i mean egg i guess it's dairy but that's not the same thing as having a a milk-based product um so I was in the, the fruit plate. I was limited to those. But like I mentioned, you are able to just go back for as much as you want. And yeah, um, breakfast probably was the least uh, like I was. I love the food on this on this entire voyage. Uh, dinner, by far my favorite. Lunch was great, too. Breakfast was got me the least excited because I was pretty, eating pretty basic the whole time. Um, but still you're not going to go hungry and it was good. Like it wasn't like crappy eggs. Like you get at some other Disney buffets, which I hope it wouldn't be crappy eggs, but they were good. They did also have those. If you want them, just scoopable eggs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the breakfast. I really appreciated that. There was always, um, there was always like a plant-based option there. I thought that was great. Um, and, uh, I do know that they cater to allergies as well. Um, if you just talk to somebody, so don't be afraid to talk to somebody because I, some people that were around us, I know had like food, food dye, like coloring allergy. And, um, even though I know they use a lot of natural dyeing is what they say and stuff like that. But also don't forget that there is grab and go breakfasts, um, breakfasts in the sublight lounge, which I recommend that you take a bag and go up there and just take a couple because I took two home with me and uh, I enjoyed it. They had the muffins and um, the yogurt was in there as well. And something else that I can't remember. And I can't find my photograph of it for some reason, but, um, but no, I, I, I appreciate that it wasn't just your standard issue eggs, waffles whatever that it was it was more than that so i really enjoyed it there's also there was also a uh juice bar as well that isn't there normally or whatever but you could get cranberry grapefruit orange and apple juice and that was down kind of near where the captain's table was so that was kind of you could go and mix and match it was um, like a mimosa bar but without the mimosa for some reason oh i should have just uh should have brought some champagne and my uh carry-on luggage with me is really what i should have done i'll learn my lesson for next time but um but no yeah it was uh it was good too and if you're hanging out in there for long enough every now and then a character might pop in you never know you never know what's gonna happen Hello, everybody. It is Rhino, and I am here on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon ship. It is the end of my day one, and um, I thought at the end of day one, to wind down a little bit, why not have a libation and uh, check out the Sublight Lounge? So Sublight Lounge, you don't have to go there just for like drinking. That's also where you learn how to play Sabacc. And um, after a certain time of day, they have tons of, uh, or not tons, but they have a bunch of snacks that are included, no extra costs or anything like that. So I figured it would, it, as full as I am, I still think it's important to go check out snacks. I mean, who doesn't love snacks? So I'm gonna go in there and check that out. That is open for a couple more hours. I believe on night one it closes at one and on night two it's at two. Um, I, I could be wrong. I mean, the times could change too. So I don't, don't like quote me on that completely. Just make sure if you're very invested in it that you check when you get on board. So it's actually a little bit like kind of loud, not like loud, loud. It's, um, just like every now and then a music, um, 
turns on and, and people are having a great time in there. The energy is wonderful. So I'm just gonna like film um, videos of my snack and stuff and the one drink I'm gonna get and uh, talk about those after the fact. So first things first, let's talk about the libation. The, the drink I got, which was alcoholic, it was the Cloud of Bespin. I was specifically asked by Craig to get this drink because I, nor I don't think I normally order, um, I'm not a big rum person and it's rum based, but um, it is rum, lemon, or jot, or each, or geet, or uh, however you say it, which is almond, uh, passion fruit, falernum, lemon foam. That is $15. Uh, ultimately, I feel like um, it was very sweet. Uh, I know that there are people out there who would love this drink. I thought the foam on top is great, and it really makes me want to get one of the, um, you know, the Starbucks, uh, the the thing that have the little CO2 cartridge in them so you can make all sorts of fun foams for drinks. I'm like, I'm, that's... That's gonna be a purchase in my future. It was just, it was just like a little too sweet for my taste, so I don't think I'd get it again, but I'm not unhappy I tried it. I like um, spirit-forward drinks. I probably won't end up trying all the drinks, but uh, I'll have another one tomorrow night for sure. I do want to say before I get any further, my server, whose name I should have got, it's hard to, the name tags are, you know, sometimes it's hard to catch them really quick, but um, phenomenal. Every single cast member I have uh, dealt with has been absolutely wonderful. Like, they are just, I, I don't, it's wonderful. They're, they're fantastic. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven snacks that you can try in here. Um, and I'm gonna go in order. So first up was the Smoked Redfish Little Tubes, um, which is Felution Garden Leaf and Redfish Row. This one, it, it, like, gorgeous. It was plated beautifully. Uh, I am kind of taken back by it. I didn't think I was gonna like it. This dish, it was so just like weird, beautiful, and I loved it. Um, I would, I am definitely getting it again before I, I get off the ship. Next on the list is the Mustafar tuber chips, which are dusted with sriracha and charcoal vinegar. Um, these, I know, it's just like kettle cooked chips, but kettle cooked chips at a bar, I feel like you can't go wrong with that. Um, uh, so I was worried a little bit because it had it has the vinegar on it, and I'm not a salt and vinegar person, but uh, it's not like that type of salt and vinegar, which is awful. It's delicious. I, I feel like the sriracha dust on it, You, if you're not a sriracha person, I wouldn't be intimidated by that. I feel like it just added like a little bit of like, not spicy, but more of the sweet side of it to it. Um, it was more for like visual, I feel like, but then it's got this like dip that was with it that was um, really good too. Next up, we had the crispy dried green beans, um, and those were served with a creamy green pearberry dip. Uh, I don't know what pearberry dip is, but these are essentially just like freeze-dried freeze green beans. They're nice and crunchy, and the sauce was fun. If this was a place I could frequent, I would get them again. I would say. Um, again, they're they're nice substitution to like, if you don't want the kettle cooked chips, because I like anything with a crunch. Then um, I had the little flatbread, which is the one that the server or the bartender said was her favorite. And I thought, of all the things on this list, the pizza, the little flatbread, but she's not wrong. She wasn't wrong. This thing, it was delicious. Um, I thought it was gonna be the most boring option, like I said, but it's just this tiny little greasy pizza, but it like in the best way possible. At first I thought maybe they had like charred the pepperonis a little bit, but it turns out there was like a sauce on it. It said it was, there was a vinegar sauce, but it, it was more of the consistency of like pesto drops to me. I also like that the, like the cheese on it was like the squeaky little, the squeaky little cheese that you would do with cheese curds and stuff like that. So really enjoyed that. Um, next up was the smoked cheese and cloth. I don't know if that's how you say it. But uh, that is white cheddar with bacon and jalapeno crusted in dried cheddar, black goat cheese crusted in pumpkin seeds, smoked gouda with crushed pistachios. I know it's a smoked gouda, but really the whole tray is smoked. I mean, the gouda was smoked prior to the whole tray being smoked, but um, I thought, actually, honestly, for the one with the coolest presentation, this one just was a little flat for me, but I'm also not one of those people who's like, hey, you know what, let's get a cheese ball and eat that. I just don't, I'm not, big into that sort of stuff. I thought all the cheeses were good though um, and I think this one's good if you're getting the kettle chips because you can do like the kettle chips with the cheeses as well and of course it comes with these like crispy little, I don't know what she said they were. I know she explained them but I sometimes I hear a word and I go mm-hmm like I know what it means. Next up was the hummus and quinoa meatballs. So those are pepper stew with chickpea bites. They look um like 
charred little kind of almost I don't want to say unappetizing but man these things were good it kind of looks like it's covered in ash I'm gonna be I'm not gonna lie to you um, but it, it has this like really nice little bit of a heat to it that I love so it was a it was a delightful surprise and then um, finally there is this uh, the Felucia which my phone auto corrected to Felicia's Felicia snack mix the Felucian Snack Bites, um, which I believe is just their bar mix that they have all day. So it's fun. It comes in a little square tray. Of course, I was the first person ever to drop it in there. It's really good. I really like it. Um, so really, I liked the. I liked everything in here. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not somebody who likes to just order food and take a bite and throw it away, so this video doing this was really difficult for me. I did get somebody at the bar to eat some of it, but it was like, I wish I had more, or somebody like here with me to partake in it as well. The thing I really like the most is one, these, these uh, snacks are included, so they're not extra, like the alcoholic beverages are. And two, they're, like I said, great mix and match potential. So like the chips can go with essentially everything. I think the green beans are great too. I don't know why I said mix and match, but I just, in my head, I'm like, oh, let me put the green beans on the pizza and the whatever. I mean, I'm an insane person too. I think Sublight Lounge is a must do while you're here. What's great too is because the capacity of the ship is, you know, I don't know how many rooms there are on this. I, I, I don't want to throw out a number and be wrong, but you know, it's not a high capacity experience, so it's like you can go in, go in when you, I'd recommend going in right when you get on the ship or at the end of the night because everybody's going to be so exhausted from their missions and stuff like that. And then um, you are welcome to like take your drinks and like go about the ship as well. So um, just something to remember. And uh, there are two, um, two drinks that come with the stemware in there as well. That was my experience at the Sublight Lounge and it was nothing but rave. I gotta say though, that, that bartender, phenomenal, phenomenal. And the server I had earlier in the day was so wonderful too. At dinner too, the server there is just top notch. So I know it's like, oh, I spent so much and I don't want to get more on alcohol or whatever. And that's okay, you don't have to, but there are some good options here. And there you have it. That's Rhino and Fiasco's thoughts on the food on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. I really hope one day I can go as a paid guest because I have a lot of thoughts and I know it differs from their opinions. So I would love to be able to say how I feel one day, but I, I just have to go as a paid guest. So maybe in my future, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you want to support us, you can always Always make sure that you subscribe to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you want to support us even more, again, book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's it for me today. I'll see you again real soon with another Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry.